0: Let's give a little intro uh, about the um, words that the mimer is is explaining, and how this mimer um, uniquely addresses these words as opposed to other discourses. Okay. And is with the, uh, Dr. Bressman's advice. I listened to Abiassi Klein's share at speed one, not at speed two. He's amazing. Anyway, so um, uh, the statement of the Zohar is. Is Sof, the infinite light of Hashem, it spreads and reaches higher and higher without any end, and it goes lower and lower without any end. So it sounds like it's saying that Hashem is everywhere. Hashem's infinite light, the language of Kabbalah Hashem, the infinite light of Hashem is everywhere. But that's if that's what it was saying, then they could just use the words of the Zohar, less asaponim, there's no place that Hashem is not. Less asaponim, they would have meant that there can't be a place where Hashem isn't. It, the fact that he uses a sentence and a description about the infinite light of Hashem, it sounds like it's saying there's something about erin in itself, something about Hashem's light itself that has, that has these characteristics, that the infinite light of Hashem has a characteristic of being higher and being lower. So there are discourses, uh, this is explained to me the following. Hashem's light has no parameters, has no definition, has no, has no beginning, has no end, and therefore it's able to both be a source for uh, higher and lower. It, whatever, however you translate higher, however you translate lower, because Hashem has no parameters, so therefore he could be a source for both. When something has definition then it can only connect to some kinds of things which are fit into its definition. When something has no definition, it can be a source for all things. So that's what mean that what the, what the Zohar is saying is, erin Nsav, the infinite light of Hashem, is able to be a source for both things. But however, but um, in most discourses, the infinite light of Hashem, it's translated as, erin Sof itself has these characteristics. Not just it produces these two kinds of things, things which are higher, things which are lower. But he himself is l'maylan and keth. He himself is and What does that mean? So l'mayl Maila being higher means that Hashem has the infinite light of Hashem, embodies the characteristic of kulak Lakshiv. That everything before Hashem was like nothing. Hashem's light, revelation of Hashem's greatness in comparison to Hashem's greatness, everything is insignificant, everything is everything is not important. That's a mile and a mile and a That he is a mile and a that he is beyond everything, he's higher than everything, everything is insignificant, because he is higher, he's, he's, he has no limitations. means That Hashem also has the power, before the Tzimtzum, the infinite light of Hashem, also has the power to create a world. He has a koyach a power to accomplish something not just he is beyond everything everything is insignificant in front of him but he has ability to do something what is the ability to do is to create a world that's how this generally translates the Rebbe writes in a mimer in, in, uh, this is a different translation of those words and uh, there's two parts to the translation there's the first half of the sentence and the second half of the sentence and the second half of the sentence is the focus of this mimer. Lamata so mata What is the meaning of lamata mata the infinite light of Hashem not only um, is has a uh, um, the power to create something. There's something in the infinite light of Hashem about um, has koyach has a power to descend, but the infinite light of Hashem reaches the lowest places. Not just the infinite light of Hashem can do something, can, has the koyach, the power to create something which is limited, to create a world and lower, but the infinite light of Hashem reaches in the lowest of levels. Infinite light of Hashem is Lamat Rabbi Klein gave the following uh, words, which I think are very uh, powerful. And, and uh, he said like this He said, You have um, a father. Um, on the surface, the father has a connection to his son At the moment he became a father. Uh, before he became a father, before he got married, he also had other things going on. And even after he has a child, he other things going, also, going on also. So saying when the father says to the child, you know what I'm about? I'm about you. I'm about you. You're my child. I'm about you. I'm not about um, what I was before, what I have... My. I, 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 there's nothing in me that's not about you. There's nothing in me that's not about you. Even the way I am, so to speak, by Hashem. Even the way the Abish, there, there was the way Hashem is a creator of the world, and the so way Hashem is beyond being a creator of the world. The way as Hashem is, like the Rebbe Rashab put it this way, he said the main thing about Hashem is not that He creates worlds. He's higher than being a creator of the world. Hashem to create a world is an simple to explain. How could Hashem who was beyond everything create a finite world? So that's so the Abisha tells us in this sentence. He says, "I am. I. There's nothing in me that's not about you." But then the, this member is emphasizing another point. Not just there's nothing in me that's not about you, but there's nothing in you that I am not fully interested in, and I'm fully involved in. At the infant light of Ash no, it's not just the father tells the child that that I'm that I love you, and I'm about you, and and nothing in me that's not about you. But there's nothing in you that I am not interested in, and that I'm not fully invested in. That's how Rabbi Klein explained it. Um, in Tanya there's a similar idea in Tanya the Rebbe says that um, when a non-Jew disturbs your prayers the Barchem Tov says you shouldn't be disrupted by this uh, because you should realize and the contrary you should have more concentration realizing that Hashem has taken a spark of godly light and he has caused it to descend at the lowest of levels to something which opposes godliness to this non-Jew who is disturbing your davening and why did Hashem put this godly light into exile to animate Make this non-Jew. It's in order that you should have more concentration, and, and and so it's not that there's something else going on other than Hashem's plan. It's part of Hashem's plan. Hashem wants to disturb your davening in order that you should you should ignore this and and resort to and and go summon deeper strength to daven with even more concentration. So there's the a godly energy in the in the in the person who's disturbing your davening. There's a godly energy in the thing which is testing you. That's what Alterman emphasizes there, and he says. That uh, says over there, in that the difference between this world and Atzilus is only in the, re- the way we receive it, but in the um, infinite light of Hashem, in Atzilus, there's no difference between Atzilus and this world. The, the infinite light of Atzilus continues into this world. That's it says in time. But this memory is not just talking about how how um, Hashem is everywhere and the God, the Benan Jew also has a spark of Hashem that's descended in exile. This is talking about how Hashem is the same, how Hashem is unchanging, how Hashem's infinite light is here. Not just that Hashem has a plan, etc., but 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 Hashem, the way Hashem is, the way Hashem is infinite, He is here. There's no change in Him. The way He is here, even in the in the most honest and, and the most peculiar and the most ways, you think that he, he He it must be some kind of it's not it's not the same thing. Uh, Friend of friend was describing to me about how he was. He went to prison, on the on the on the bus to prison. It was Yom Kippur, and they were playing a <laughs> song about you have a home in Yashka or something, whatever. And it was like, you know, he, he had a very Jewish moment, you know, like like. But it's beyond the plan of Hashem. It's beyond the specific thing that 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 it's it's that the Abishter is unchanging. That, not, that 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 he is the way he is. He is. The way Hashem is, is he, he's totally with you. It's heartwarming that Hashem is with you where you are. Not, 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 not that Hashem is a plan for you, but that Hashem is with you. Of course, if you see Hashem is with you, it helps. That's all emphasizing in Tanya. He's telling you this is the plan. Realize this is the plan. But this member is seeing another point. He's saying that Abishter is unchanging. He's with you. Let's go further on inside the mind. That makes sense? Yeah, okay. Okay. Of a page. All of the vine energy that descends to this world is through angels called Mazalis. There is not a blade of grass in this world that does not have a angel that hits it and says, "Grow." The godly energy of Hashem descends through the mazolis. it descends through these angels until it reaches this world. So it's filtered through the it being transferred through these angels until it reaches this world. This is a real um, is the word denigration yes. of godliness, at the way it becomes so concealed, so hidden. It's concealed so much through this whole process of going from level to level in all these worlds until it comes to a physical thing. Okay, so it's over just physical. This the abishu's light descends until it's physical. Now he's going to add more, not just to a place of physicality, but a place that denies the truth. The Abishah's light descends through many contractions until it's, it could be something, until there could be something that is completely the opposite of That means to completely forget about Hashem, God forbid. How much more so um, is this apparent in the lowest kind of klippah? The clip of a coffee table, the clip of parei, the clip that says, I made the river and I made myself. which is exactly the opposite of the emes, opposite of the truth. What's the emes? The emes would be Listen The truth is that Yaakov blessed pare, as Rashi mentions and brought in Tel Khuma. What did Yaakov bless Pare with? across. He blessed him that the Nile River should ascend in front of him. That the Nile River irrigated the land of Israel, the land of Egypt, and the, during the famine, the Nile River was not rising to irrigate all the tributaries and to cause everything to grow. And Yaakov blessed Pare that the Nile River should ascend. So, what was the, the who was the source of the beneficence of uh, Egypt then experienced? It was this, it was Yaakov's blessing. Yaakov gave Pari the blessing of Hashem. This was the goodness of Hashem that was being brought upon in the land of Egypt. Pari, the king of Egypt. Rebbe translates the king of Egypt. What Egypt means limitations. Pari is a king of limitations. Pari is the is the he is the ultimate expression of. Of, uh, he's the king of Klippa. He's the ultimate Klippa. What's the ultimate Klippa say? The king of limitations, the king of concealment. He is that not only um, does he say, um, does he not ex- express gratitude for Hashem's blessing, he says more. He says the opposite. What are you talking about? I made the river and I made myself. Shabbat hamas which is exactly the opposite of the truth. Lest you think this is something that's only relevant to uh, parei. That brings us home to each of us. No one's spared from this kind of experience. We all have a parai in us, and we all need to contend with it. Whether you're a Torah scholar, whether you're a businessman, there's something that, that this this idea of pari denying God's ben, ben, uh, God's being the benefactor of Egypt is something that exists in everyone's life. In business people, what this means is you think that my power and the strength of my hand made me successful. Although you know and you believe that Hashem gives you you success and you know the blessing of Hashem is what gives wealth I'm wondering what these two words, know and believe. I'm thinking, I mean, this is this is, this is a stomach logic. It just came out of my stomach. It's not from the ruach. That there's some things that are so obvious. Hashem does. You know, it's not. It's not you. You know, it's, it's no. You know, it's nothing to do with anything in nature. It's just obvious. You know, not just you believe it. Something you have to believe, although it looks like it came through nature. It was Hashem? Then there's something you just see. It's obvious. You know it. It's not like you have to believe it. You know it. And you know what. That was talking about everybody. He says, Our people, we're talking about a person who mentions Hashem's name but every single thing in his business. Barak Hashem, thank you, Hashem. Every, on every line in his, um, in his, uh, I right? wrote the sum total, he wrote, it's not the sum total of his business, in a Lovade, Nothing besides Hashem. This guy does the same thing. He mentions Hashem's name about every single detail of his business. Baruch Hashem, the pens are where they're supposed to be. Baruch Hashem, the computers were supposed to be. Baruch Hashem, the the the, the merchandise were supposed to be. Baruch Hashem, the the clients, it's all oh, a client came in. Baruch Hashem, he's saying it all the time. Another client comes in. Baruch Hashem, you, you, you get the picture, right? You, yeah. you see who this guy is. Says says, uh, however, that there's some. Uh, he also is inflicted by this power thing. That's what he says. What he thinks is, it's his power, the strength of his hand that makes things happen. How does ever know that a guy is always saying Baruch Hashem, Thank Hashem? How does ever say that he's thinking something else? He thinks that it's his wisdom made him successful. The proof for this is. How do we know this? When things are going good, he is taking credit. He's taking credit. He he is um, he feels stronger. In his uh, in his in his whole being, like ah, I'm the man, you know. He, he, when things are going good and everything, like he is duda, not just about Hashem's kindness. He's zibtididudah about look at me. He is arrogant in his very core. He's proud in his very core. He's proud in his very core. And he thinks it's his wisdom that made it happen. Um, the Mitl actually once to speak to the Alta Rebbe, and the Mitl said to the Alta Rebbe, "How come rich people are naturally arrogant?" He said, mm-hmm. "Not that they are arrogant, but their arrogance is something that is like inborn within them. How come this wealth creates this 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 thing in a person? He, he doesn't just become arrogant, but as if he was born with arrogance." Um, and the Alta Reb explained to the middle about the purpose of wealth, whatever. But but there, this is this is something natural. It's not something that anyone. know is 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 is, this is something that's natural when a person is successful he is proud is my wisdom made it happen and when things are difficult what does he say he feels down he feels lowly he feels depressed look i'm such a shlomazal i'm such a layutzlach. you know it's me (laughs) says that none of us can relate to (laughs) this right The Shnei Mein says both of these things aren't true. These aren't true. It's not, it's not, you're not right to be boastful and arrogant about the fact that, that your things are going well. And you're not right to be, to be so hard on yourself and to be so depressed when things aren't going well. Since it's God's blessing that gives you wealth, so they should be equal to you. Whether you're doing good or, you, or you're doing not so good, uh, it's not the way you want it to be, but forget about you not wanting to. We're not talking about you being upset about not having something. That's, that's not, we're not talking about you missing something. That's not what we're discussing. We're discussing your self-perception. Am I smart? Am I a good guy? Am, I a, or, am or am I a Shlomoz? So the Rebbe is saying that as soon as the stocks go up, I'm smart. As <laughs> soon as the stocks go down, I am a Shlomoz. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about you worrying about paying your bills. That's a different issue. We're talking about 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 your self perception changing based upon the the, the 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 green or the red in your account. The okay. es There's a problem in the person. He has a problem, and because he has a problem fundamentally, um, therefore he he may say lots of things, but his 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 feeling is different because he is missing something in his. Um, attitude of what, what, what's really going on. He is like Pare, and he's saying that I made the river in some way. There was a chassid who was learning with a gentleman I think I tell told you a story. A, uh, he's learning with some a sadmer chassid, he's learning with him, a mimer about a molek. and The sadmer chassid says um, learning the mimer, he says, do you understand what the Rebbe is talking about? He says, of course. Those zionists <laughs> The Rebbe is not talking about anybody else. He's talking about each of us. And so too, this is also true by those who are not business people. Also, sit in the kolol and learn Torah all day. Although he learns Torah, he knows this is the Torah of Hashem. Next page. He knows Torah. He, Torah. he learns Torah. However, it's possible, God forbid, that with the power of Torah, he gives a halachic ruling that's the opposite of the Torah. This is similar to the business people. That although the businessman believes with simple faith, so who is we said before the guy believes in Hashem and he believes Hashem makes him successful. Ask him; that's what he says, and he believes what he's saying. He's not lying to himself; he believes that he does believe that. And he believes it's God's blessings that make it's making him rich. and yet. Yet when he's successful, his heart is is haughty, and he's proud, etc. And when it's God forbid difficult, it bothers him very much, and he was very lowly in his own estimation. What's the reason? Where is this coming from? Because the very foundation of his business is not the way it's supposed to be. This, that he believes, that he Hashem gives him success, Hashem is the one who makes him successful, that's only with simple faith. What that means is, it's not something that, it's not something that is actually his own perspective. It, 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 like we learned about the thief who asks Hashem to help him steal. He believes Hashem is in charge of the world yet his faith is very grub, is very distant, is very coarse. He doesn't believe that Hashem is really, that his physical life is, is, is godly. His physical life is, is coarse, and, and because he is coarse, his physical life is coarse, he, he relegates Hashem to, to being distant. So this guy also, he says Hashem helps, Hashem helps, but he doesn't actually feel that in his business. It's not his own attitude. It's something that he that that he subscribes to. He's patriotic to, but not not only with his lip service. He believes in it. But it's something that is that is distant. It's distant. That's what I think the Rebbe means when he uses the word. It's with simple faith. It's something which is the, the thief also has simple simple faith faith. But it's not something which is his own attitude. It's not when he says it's simple faith it means it's not. Something which he has internalized and made it his own perspective. It's not something which 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 he actually lives with. It's not that his faith in Hashem illuminates his world and he and and, and and he feels Hashem's presence in 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 the in the physical parts of his life. It's, 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 Hashem Hashem is in the background somewhere. He believes in that, but it's not that he actually looks at his life and says this is the way it is. There's a verse from Al Shem You'll turn away, we say nishma, and you'll serve other gods. Bar says the moment you turn away and you ascribe something to not being Hashem, that's already idol worship. The Sartem, you, you'll turn away, that is idol- idolatry. This guy, he's saying lots of great things, but internally he has he turned away. He he doesn't feel that really, this is, really is, that his life is really godly, that he's walking around in, in Hashem's garden. so that's why why he gets upset and that's why he gets out same thing applies to Torah scholars although he learns Torah he knows this is God's Torah however the actual study itself the actual knowledge of Torah is not the way it's supposed to be what this means is while he's studying Torah while he's studying Torah he forgets about the giver of the Torah It's just something intellectual to him. Because it's only an intellectual thing, so even though he knows, he asks, what do you know? I know God's Torah. And he says it. And he thinks it's God's Torah. He knows it's God's Torah. However, what is the stuff that he knows? What's the thing that he knows? It's It's more intellectual than it is godly. I don't know if this is an analogy irrelevant, but when two Jews meet, there's a simcha and shamayim. There's a simcha and shamayim. Two Jews meet, out with love of each other, there's a simcha and shamayim. There are people who appreciate the words, the simcha and shamayim, the joy in heaven. And that joy in heaven, that makes their joy mirror the joy in heaven. And there are people like. The joy in heaven, whatever that means, is something that that they. they, they I'm looking for. I'm, I'm scrambling over here. They are not in touch with spirituality. They're not in touch with godliness. They're not in touch with holiness. They are very, their meaning is very earthy, and they're talking about godly. Uh, being godly is is earthy too. Like the guy who came to the Rebbe and he said, "I'm not. I'm not emes. I'm not truth. I'm not doing things with truth." And even the fact that I'm complaining that it's not that it's not with truth is also not real. And even the fact that I'm complaining that, that, that i complaining that it's not with truth, it's also not real. Until you think it. That. So, so that, 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 that I was saying, the guy knows it's Hashem's Torah, but what is it to him? What is Hashem to him? It's still, it's, 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 it's these are intellectual things Hashem said. It's not, it doesn't feel the godliness, doesn't feel the magic of, of what's going on. Compare this to the guy... I read a story, a true story once. I don't remember the, the, the names of the people. There was a gentleman during World War II who was sitting in a shul in, and he was taking out, he made a book out of, for himself. What was the book he made? He took a page of the Tanya, a page of the or a page of the tera. He found it in the Geniza. He found it in the, you know, where people put, as Oscar calls it, the Holy Waste. He put the Holy Waste together and made a book out of it. And he made, and, and what was his book? One page is tera, or one page is Tanya. Someone asked him, what are you doing? What are you reading? Say, so I'm reading the light of chassidus. That's, that He doesn't feel it's an intellectual thing. He's saying the words of the rabbi. He's saying holy words. So this guy says it's 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 godly, but he feels it to be something intellectual. And that's why it's possible, chassu that he can analyze with his mind the Torah and say something which is the opposite of the Torah. And the quote is, it, it, it would seem that anybody could do that, right? But but the Rebbe is saying that if he would have, if he would be conscious of Hashem's presence in his Torah study, he wouldn't he wouldn't make a mistake. He would get it right. There would be a bracha in his Torah study. Like Gemara says about Beis Hillel, why is Allah like Beis Hillel? Because Beis Hillel never did a argument. Beisham, Beis Hillel, Beis Hillel always uh, mentions Beis name first. Beis Hillel were, were humble. They had this humility because they had the humility. They, they got the right they got the right appreciation of what Allah is. Um, and the close is saying, you know, what's the general idea? What are we talking about? If we were to summarize what we're talking about, the Rebbe summarizes. Here, that's what we're talking about. Although he is literally receiving animation from godliness, mamish. literally, he is doing Torah. He is getting success in his business. God is giving him something. He's receiving something from Hashem. However, by him god forbid there could be something that's the opposite of godliness he's saying the opposite he's saying it's 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 me it's intellectual it's then why is this possible It's possible because the light of hashem descends with more and more contractions more and more concealments. so that's what the word nature means nature means it comes towards submerged the light of hashem is very hidden the light of Hashem goes down level after level, the lowest of levels until there is this scenario of parei, and each of us saying, I made the river and I made myself. That Why is it possible? It's beca- possible because light of Hashem has become Teva. Tava again, means nature but Teva also means submerged. The light of Hashem has become submerged in all these concealments and that's why it's possible to have that, that erroneous perception. This is the Chiddush, Rebbe says to us that you should know that despite all these concealments, you should know that erin soft the infinite light of Hashem, is present. In that, in that, in that uh, parol-like mentality, Hashem is, is with you there. Chaim, Chaim,